Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin daf Tesvav, and we're starting at the top of the Amud. Today's daf is sponsored. B'schos Menachem Munish Ben He should be blessed with Shefa Min Shemaim, and he should continue to spread the light of Hashem to this world. And the Gemara says, Itmar Lechi Yomim Me'elav Alechi was placed at the beginning of Mavui on its own, meaning it was not there to be a tikkun for the Mavui. It's just there for some other purpose. Abayi Amar Abayi says, Have Alechi. It's valid. Lechi Rav Amar Loyav Alechi. It's not valid. Hechud Leisam Chinol Emasmol. In a scenario where they were not relying on this Lechi from yesterday, meaning they already had a different Lechi, and happens to be that that original lechi fell down and now they want to use this one for their lechi on Shabbos. Everyone agrees that it's not valid. When they're relying on it from yesterday, he says, so it's valid. They're already relying on it from Arab Shabbos. So therefore, it could be considered a valid lechi. But Rav Amar, he says, it's not valid. Since it wasn't created to be a lechi for Shabbos, so it's not valid. And the Gemara says, right now we have a havamina the same way they argue in regards to a lechi ha'aymin me'elav, mechitza. They argue in regards to mechitza, a halachic partition that was aymin me'elav, was there just on its own, and it wasn't intended to be a halachic partition, so they would have that same achlaikas. And now the Gemara tries to bring a proof for one side. Tashma, ha'aymin someone who makes his sukkah among trees, and he actually uses the trees as his walls for his sukkah. Ksher, that's kosher. So we see very clearly, even though these are mechitza, they were there on their own. These trees were clearly not for the purpose of being sukkah walls, Nonetheless, they're valid mechitzas. So the Gemara answers, no, Hachumai's skin is talking about that he planted those trees to be his sukkah walls. So that's why they're valid. The Gemara says, Yahi Pshito, what's the Chiddush in saying that they're valid sukkah walls? The Gemara says, Maditame the Chiddush is, Ligzur Dilma Asilishtamushabi'ilan, we should be Gazer that you're not allowed to use these trees. Perhaps he's going to end up using the trees and actually climbing on them or hanging something on them. And we know that it's Asr to be Mishtamish with the Elon on Shabbos or Yantif. Kamash Malan, the Chiddush is, since he planted these trees to be his sukkah walls, he's allowed to use them as his sukkah walls for sukkahs. Tashma, the Gemara is going to try to bring another proof. And we've already learned previously about this case. It's called Pasi Birais, this enclosure around the well in Rosh Hashanah that consists of four corners, each made of an L-shaped board. And the Gemara says, Hayasham, if there was there by this Pasi Birais, and we could see this picture on the right-hand side in Rashi, if there was an Elon, a tree, a Gedder, or a fence, or Chitzas Kanim, or a fence made out of reeds, Nidin Rosh Dumid, that's counted as Dumid. Dumid is a conjugation of Dayai Amudim, two pillars, which is this L-shaped board that we're talking about. So we see that Mechitza Ha'omen Me'elah, this tree was already there, nonetheless, it's still a valid mechitza. The Gemara says it's not a proof. That's also talking about that he planted the tree in order to be a mechitza or he created this reed wall in order to be a mechitza. So the Gemara says, Again, what's the chiddush? If he created it to be a mechitza, obviously it's valid. So the Gemara says, of what's the definition of this reed fence? It's one kan after another situated less than three tfachim apart from each other. Like Abai had asked Rabbah this question in a different place in our Messiah so this is how to define this chitzas akanim. And the Gemara attempts another proof in regards to mechitza ha'amin me'eleha. Tashma, ilan ha'mesech ha'l'art. A tree which its branches are sheltering the ground. If the branches are not within three tfachim of the ground, metaltlan tachtav, you're allowed to carry underneath the branches. This is referring to a tree whose branches are attached to the trunk above ten tfachim. However, the branches droop to below ten tfachim, even within three tfachim of the ground. A great visual of this is a weeping willow tree, which is a very tall tree, whose branches actually are coming out of the trunk at a very high point in the tree. However, they droop to incredibly low, actually sometimes even touching the ground. So if they're within three tefachim of the ground, you can actually carry underneath these branches. So we see very clearly this is considered a mechitza ha'aymin me'ehileha and it's still a valid mechitza for Shabbos. So the Gemara says, no, The whole tree was planted for the purposes of carrying underneath it. So the 
Gemara says, Yehachi, if so, if the whole reason why this tree was planted was in order to provide us with shade, so we should be allowed to carry underneath this entire tree. Alama Amr Afhuna Breder of Shua, why did he say, you're not allowed to carry underneath it, except for an area of Besosayim. Now, before we go further, let's explain a topic which we've only mentioned previously very briefly. We know that it's permitted to carry within Roshisa Yachid, which is defined by an area that's four by four Tfachim surrounded by valid Mechitzes. This Roshisa Yachid can be as large as desired. However, that's only for an area that's Mukaf Ledira, that's designated for living, an area surrounded by Mechitzes, but not for the purpose of dwelling, such as a field, for example, that happens to have walls around it, is limited to Besosayim, an area that one can plant two saw of grain in. If the area is larger than that, then one may not carry in it even though it has valid mechitas. And we're saying that if the area underneath this tree is larger than the base of Saim, we're not allowed to carry underneath it. So the Mars question is, why not? We had planted it for the purpose of being able to spend time underneath it and enjoy its shade. So the Gemara answers, because this is a dwelling place that the whole purpose is just for the airspace, meaning for the space outside the tree. You're only allowed to carry within base of Saim of this. This tree was really meant for the watchman of the field as his shelter. So it's defined as a dir avir, a dwelling whose main purpose is to service the outside, the watchman, to watch the field. So therefore, it's not considered a standard Rosh and therefore you're limited to base of Saim. And the Gemara continues with another attempted proof. Tashma, and this is a topic of Tchum Shabbos that we've already had in Masech Shabbos. We know that a person is limited to traveling a distance of 2,000 Amas on Shabbos. His starting point is defined where he is Kaina Shvisa, where his official resting place was at the onset of Shabbos. He automatically receives four Amas as his quote-unquote personal space, and then his 2,000 Amas begins. So if he was in an open field, then he would technically have 2,000 Amas from the place where he's actually located. But if he's in an enclosure, such as a house, then his 2,000 Amas starts out side of it because the entire enclosure is considered his personal Dalit Amis. And so the Gemara says, Shabbos Patel, let's say he was kind of Shvisa on a mound. That's where he was when Shabbos came in. It's from four Amis all the way up until two saw. That's the size of this mound. Or he was kind of Shvisa in a hollow of a rock. Or, Vekama Katsura, he happens to be in an area of a field which was cleared out of all of its grain. However, there's still standing stalks of grain around. He's smack in the middle of a field that still has a whole bunch of grain surrounding him. So these are all areas that are considered Rosh Hashayachid. So Mahalach is Kula. He's allowed to walk through this entire area. That's considered his personal Rosh Hashayachid. And then outside of it, he's allowed to go another 2,000 Amas. So we see very clearly that we have a Mechitza Ha'amin Me'elau. All these things are here, not specifically for the purpose of Mechitza. It was just there before Shabbos just because, and nonetheless, we're still allowed to use it as a valid mechitza. And the Gemara says, V'chitim, if you're going to suggest that he had made it originally in order to be a mechitza for Shabbos, so we say, in regards to the standing grain, that makes sense, that he only cut down the middle of the field, but not the surrounding grain, in order to create that mechitza. Elotel, Veneka, Michael Lemaymer, what could you say about the mound, or the hollow in the rock? That he didn't do, Hashem created that. So that's for sure, mechitza, I mean, may allow, and nonetheless, we see that there's no machlekes in that case, it's still considered a valid mechitza. So the Gemara says, you're right. In regards to Mechitza, everyone agrees to have a Mechitza. It's still considered a valid Mechitza, even though it was there for some sort of other purpose. Since it creates a Mechitza, you can still use it on Shabbos. In regards to a Lechi, that's Eimun Me'elav. Abayi goes according to his own reasoning to Amar. He says, Lechi Misha Mechitza. The whole purpose of a Lechi is to create a Halachic Mechitza for the Mavoi. And this Mechitza was created on its own, even though it wasn't for the purpose of Lechi for Shabbos, nonetheless, it's still a valid Halachic Mechitza. But 
Rav is consistent with his reasoning. Damar, he says, The whole purpose of a lechi is just for recognition, not to carry outside the mavoi. If he made it with his own two hands, with the purpose of being a lechi for Shabbos, have a hecker. So then there's a recognition. But if it wasn't for the purpose of Shabbos, have a hecker. So then it's not a valid hecker and you can't use it for Shabbos. And now we're going to try to bring a raya for the lechi machoikas. Tashma, avne geder hayotzis mina geder, muvdalos zumi zu. We have stones coming out of a fence, separate from each other, meaning one stone's jutting out, one in, one jutting out, one in. And this is an entrance way to a mavoy. So, pachas mishlaisha, if these stones are jutting out from each other, less than three tvachim, ain't zarach lechi acher, we don't need to have another lechi because we can apply lavud, and therefore we have a lechi over here. But shlaisha, if there's three tvachim in between these stones, tzarach lechi acher, we need to have another lechi. So we see very clearly that we have a lechi, I mean, me'elav, it wasn't there for the purpose of being a lechi and nonetheless is still valid. So the Gemara says, no, hachanami, over there also, shibinan mitchilakach, you had built this wall in a way that we have the stones jutting out from each other less than three tfachim apart so that it could be your lechi and therefore it's valid. The Gemara says, yachi, if so, pshita, it's obvious that it's allowed to be a lechi. That's what your whole purpose was in building it like that. So the Gemara says, no, ma'udetema, you might have thought lemeser binyan huhudavide, the whole reason why you built the wall like this is so that at a later point in time, if you would like to add on to the wall so you already have the stones jutting out so you could easily add on to it and it's actually not the there for the purpose of a lechi. So the Gemara says, Kamashma, the Chiddush is, it's still there as a valid lechi, and therefore you're allowed to use it. And the Gemara attempts another proof. Tashma, the Tanya Rebchia Rebchia taught, Kaisel, a wall of a mavoi, should see the Echad Karnas Mechaveri, that one part of the wall is jutting into the mavoi more than the other part. Bein Shenir Rochotz Meshavim Mephnim, whether it's noticeable from the outside but flush on the inside, Bein Shenir Mephnim Meshavim Mechotz, or it's noticeable from the inside and flush from the outside, we can see a picture of this on Tessa Amud Beis, on the inner column on the left hand side where we have pictures titled Aleph Beis Gimel and Dalid. This is pictures. Gimel and Dalid, so Nida Mishum Lechi, this is judged as a Lechi. So we see very clearly that this is just a wall, that's how it was built, and nonetheless, it's a Lechi Amin Me'elav, and it's still valid. The Gemara says, no, Hachanam Yishasom Etchilakach. That was the whole purpose of building a wall like that so that it could be a Lechi. The Gemara says again, what's the Chiddush? If your purpose was to build it to be a Lechi, so then obviously it's a valid Lechi. The Gemara says, no, Hachanam the Chiddush is, near me Bechotz, Vishav me Bifnim, then what's noticeable only from the outside and flush on the inside, Nida Mishum Lechi, it's still judged as a Lechi because we already know that this was the subject of Machlaikas on previous Dapim, and so we see that this member is teaching us that we're going according to the side that near Machutz or Shav Mifnim is a valid Lechi, so it's still a Chiddush. So the Gemara attempts another proof. Tashma, the Rav Hava Yosef Rav was sitting in a Mavoy, Hava Yosef Rav Huna Kameh, and Rav Huna was sitting in front of him. Amrle Rav told his attendant, Zilaisli Kuzidamaya, go bring me a pitcher of water. Ada Asa, by the time he came back with a pitcher of water, Nafal Chayaya, the Lechi of that Mavoy had fallen down. So Achvi Lebiyade, Rav motioned to the attendant with his hand that he should stop. And he shouldn't carry in the mavoi. So Kamaduchte, so he stopped in his place. Amalei Rav Huna, Rav Huna told Rav, Don't you hold that we could rely on this palm tree that happens to be standing at the entrance way to the mavoi, and that could be a valid lechi? So Amar Rav said, Dami Haimir Abanon, this Rav, referring to Rav Huna himself, seems Kamandlai Parshi in a as if no one's ever explained this topic to him before. Misam Esmol, were we relying on this palm tree from yesterday in order to be our lechi? And since we were not relying on it, so therefore it's not allowed to be a valid lechi now that our lechi had fallen down. So what are we going to learn from this conversation between Rav and Rav Huna? Taima, it seems to be the only reason why we can't use the palm tree is because we weren't relying on it from the day before. But Hasamchinon, if we were relying on it from the day before, have a lechi, that seems like it would be a valid lechi, even though it's Aymin Me'elav. We never planted it there to be a lechi. And now we're going to suggest that Lema Abai Perhaps they're actually arguing when we were not relying on this lechi from yesterday. But Hasamchinon, but if we were relying on it from yesterday, have a lechi, it is considered a valid lechi. 
even though it's Oymin Me'elav. And so the Gemara says, Don't think that. The Havu Barka, there was a porch, the Havu Barbe Chavu, there was in the house of Bar Chavu, and this porch had a lechi that was supporting it that also could have been used as a lechi for the Mavu underneath the porch. And Abai and Rava argued about this lechi that was Oymin Me'elav because it was really meant to support the porch. They argued about this their entire years. So we see that Machlech is between Abai and Rava is a lechi Oymin Me'elav and not whether or not they were relying on it from the day before. And now the Mishnah continues, Bechal Eisen Lechayayin, you're allowed to make a lechi out of anything, Afil B'dar Roshiyesh Be'eroyachayim, even something that has life in it, meaning even a living creature. Reb Meir Eiser, he says it's Aser. Umetayim Gailol, a living creature is going to be Tameh because of Gailol. Gailol means the cover of a kever. Living things usually cannot become Tameh, except for humans, of course. However, if used as a kever cover, then this living thing will not only become Tameh, but it will remain Tameh even after being removed from the kever. Tesfav Amr Beis on the top of the mission continues. Rav Meir Matai Rav Meir says that a living thing is tahar; it cannot become tamei because of gailol. The kaisven of gitei nashim, but you are allowed to write a get for a woman on top of a living creature. Rav Yisagli Paisal he says it's possible. And Tanya Rav Meir Omer he says called a roshesh by rochaim something that has life to it, such as an animal. Ain oisun oisun loy definitely sukkah. It's not allowed to be made as a wall for sukkah loy lechi lemavui. It's not allowed to be used as a lechi for a mavui loy passing liburais. Not as this passing liburais loy gailol a kever and not as a gailol for a kever. Misham Rav Yisagli Amru in the name of they said, You're not allowed to even write a get on a living thing. My time to Rabbi Yisaglili, what's his reasoning? To Tanya, we have a Brisa, Safer, it says, We have to write a Safer Krisos for a woman, and this is in reference to a get. I only know I'm supposed to write a Safer, which means you're supposed to write it on parchment. Minai Larab is called over. How do I know you're allowed to write it on anything, even if it's not parchment? Talmulaymer, Vikasavla, you have to write it for her. Mikal Makam, you can write it on anything. So the Gemara says, Mkain, if so, Matamulaymer is Safer. So then why does it specify? Safer in reference to parchment. Learn Melchat to tell you, just like a piece of parchment, is something that has no life to it and it's not a food, so to get is allowed to be written on anything that has no life and it's not a food, as opposed to a living animal, which is not that. But now the Gemara asks Rabban, what about the Chachamim? They argue with Rabbi Yisrael and they say, you are allowed to write a get on an animal. Well, how do we answer this Pasuk? So we say, Miksiv Ba Sefer? Does it say in the Pasuk, Ba Sefer? Sefer Xiv, it just says the word Sefer. And what do we learn from there? This word just comes to tell us a narration of words. We're just simply saying over words that have to do with a get, but it doesn't have to do anything about what you're allowed to write it on. So now the Gemara asks, Rabban and Hai the Kasavla my Darshibe. So what do they learn from the Pasuk of the Kasavla? We should write it for her. Because according to the Chachamim, there's no restriction on what you're allowed to write a get on. So why does the Pasuk have to say the Kasavla? You have to write it for her. What's the emphasis over here. So the Gemara answers, we need that to teach us that she's only divorced through something that's written, but not through actual money. Meaning, I would have thought, I would make a hackish. I would compare her leaving to her coming in, meaning to her marriage. Just like when she got married, that was done with money. I would think that when she's leaving, it also could be done with money, meaning he could give her money and say, now you're divorced. That the divorce has to be done by writing and not by money. Rabbi Yisaglili, what about Rabbi Yisaglili? Hi, Saraminali. Where does he learn this from? So the Gemara says, Nafkalei, he learns it, Mi Sefer Krisos. How do we learn it from there? We learn Sefer Karsa, Vein Davracha Karsa. It's a Sefer, it's a piece of parchment. That's what creates this separation between him and her and not anything else, meaning not money. And the Rabban, what do they do with this Pasuk? Rabban, Hi, Sefer Krisos, Mi Baile, they use it for the following. This get has to be something that completely separates between him and her. Like the Bryce teaches, if he says, This is your get on condition that you don't drink wine, on condition that you don't go to your father's house, forever. We say, That's not considered a valid get because that's something that doesn't completely separate him and her. But if he 
if he says you're not allowed to drink wine, you're not allowed to go to your father's house for 30 days, then Hariza Krisos, that's a valid get because after 30 days, there's going to be a complete separation. Rabbi Yisaglili, how does he learn this out? Nafgalami, Kares Krisos. It could have used the word Kares, the Kasavlas Sefer Kares, but instead it uses a longer word Krisos, so therefore we learn this extra drasha, there has to be a complete separation between him and her. Rabbanan, Kares Krisos, like Darshi, they don't consider this word an extra long word, therefore there's nothing to Darshan out of it. And we continue with the next Mishnah. Now imagine the following scenario. You're traveling along with a caravan to Yerushalayim and Shabbos is approaching. Camp is set up, but now you want to be able to carry within your camp, but there isn't a valid Erev. So what are you supposed to do? So the Mishnah says, Shayar Shechantzah a caravan that camped itself in an open field. Vikavu Klei Behema, and they surrounded the camp with all the different kalim that are used to service the animals. Metaltlan Busaycha, you're allowed to carry within this area. As long as this impromptu fence that you made is Tentvachem High, Vlayu Pirtz and there aren't more open spaces than actual wall. And call Pirza any breach in this wall, she cast her amis, which is ten amis muteris, that's mutter, because that's considered like an opening in the wall, and that's normal. But yes, Mikan, more than that, usr, it's gonna be usr. And we've already learned of these concepts previously, and we're gonna discuss them at greater length in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Itmar, parts made. Let's say we have open breaches in the wall equal to the amount of standing wall. Rav Papa Amr, he says, Mutter. Rav Hunabrader, Rav Shua Amr, he says, Usr. Rav Papa Amr, Mutter, he says, Mutter. Hachi Agmar, Rechman al-Maisha. This is what Akash Baruch Hu taught Maisha when he was teaching them the Halach al-Maisha Misinai of Mechitzais. Leisifrates Ruba, you're not allowed to have the majority of it broken open as open breached. But if it's even, then that's okay. But Rav Hunabrader, Rav Shua Amr, he says, it's Usr. Hachi Agmar, Rechman al-Maisha. This is what Akash Baruch Hu taught Maisha. Gedar Ruba, you have to make sure that the majority of it is actually a fence. So you have to have Ayman Meruba on our parts. But if it's even, then that's considered like there's actually more open space than wall, and therefore would be usr. And the Gemara says, Tanan, our Mishnah said, very clearly, Vlayu Pirtis Yusir Salabinyan, you're not allowed to have more open breaches than the actual wall. But Hakibinyan, if it's even Stevens, then Mutter, then it would be Mutter. So the Gemara says, Loy Tema Hakibinyan Mutter. Don't say that if it was like Binyan, then it's Mutter. And Lame, you should say, Im Binyan Yasser Al Pirza, if there's more wall than the broken open spaces, Mutter, then it's permitted. Aval Kibinyan, but if it's even, my, what would the halacha be? Usr. So it's Usr. The Gemara says, Yahachi, if so, so listen, we should have said, then the open spaces are not allowed to be even to the binyan, and it didn't say that in the Mishnah. It says that the Pirza is not allowed to be more than the binyan. So the Gemara says, you're right. Kasha, it's problematic. Now the Gemara's going to try to bring a proof for our Papa that if it's even, then everything's valid. Tashma, Hamakar Sukkah someone that roofs his Sukkah with spits or with sides of a bed, these are considered Kalim and they're not valid as Chach. However, he staggered them. There's open spaces in between these Shpudim or Aruch Samita. So if the amount of space in between each of these things is even to the size of the thing itself, Kshayra, it's kosher, meaning you're allowed to put schach in this open space, and the sukkah is still kosher. So you see over here very clearly that when everything is even, we have not kosher schach and kosher schach, 50-50, that we're considering it valid, so we're going with the kosher schach. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a riot, because hachamai skin, what are we talking about over here? Where, let's say, a spit or a ruchas amita could go in and out of every gap very easily, and therefore, the gap is actually wider than the actual thing itself. So the Gemara says, it is possible to be exact and actually make it precise that the gap is precisely the same size as the spit or the ruchas amita. So the Gemara answers, you're right, but over here, this Mishnah specifically is dealing with someone that made that gap a little bit larger than the actual shpod or aruch samita. That's why the sukkah is valid because there's actually more kosher schach than not kosher schach. 
Or a different answer, Rav Amr, he says, if the spits were paced crosswise, so then nice and chassis, so then he places the kosher schach lengthwise across the spits, or the ruch samita, or chassis, if they were placed lengthwise, so then nice and he places them crosswise, and therefore we have more kosher schach overpowering the not kosher schach, and that's why it would be permitted. But we don't have a proof for our papa. So the Gemara attempts another proof, Tashma, Sherashachans of Bekka, we have our caravan that encamped in this open field, Vikifu, and they surrounded it in order to create an Erev, Begamalim with actual camels, Bukafas with saddles, Tessai Noah Alpha on the top, Ba'avitin with cushions that were meant to go underneath the saddle, Bishlifin with bundles, Bekanim with reeds, Bekailachas with stalks of vegetables, Metatlan Besaychas, and they're allowed to carry within this entire Erev area. Obavachalehe, Bain Gamal, Legamal, Kamla Gamal, as long as that in between the camels that are serving as our fence, there isn't a space of the width of a camel. Uben okav l'okav, kamloi okav, there isn't the size of a saddle in between each saddle. Uben avid l'avid, kamloi avid, there isn't allowed to be the size of a cushion in between each cushion. So we see very clearly over here that if it was equal, that it wouldn't be kosher. It has to be a little bit less than the space of a camel in between camels, a little bit less of a space of a cushion in between the cushions, and a little bit less of a space in between each of the two things. So we see that 50-50 is not okay. So the Gemara answers similarly as it did in the previous question, Hachanami here also, actually the gap is wide enough that it's very easy to place this object in and out of this gap, and therefore we don't have a raya for one side or another. We're going to include the Gemara over here today, and we're going to pick up with more attempted proofs tomorrow, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.